Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and this is You've Got Five Options show. And after listening carefully to our intro again, I started to have a feeling that some people might think we live in some kind of harem that we build, you know, like we abandon five children, two partners, cat, or we have like a hippie commune somewhere. Do we, Marta? Or do we have actually two households? I don't, but uh, we recently discovered that Anna might. She has a life partner and a guy she lives with. And a guy <laughs> who takes care of the baby. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that could be suspicious. For some, for some, it's normal. I just have to find those people who think it's normal. Well, he, it's all the same guy. Yes, he, his name is Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks about himself when he hears all the time when I'm uh, apologizing to him, describing him. I think I will just stop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think before we move on with the show, uh, because some of us are listening to us, but some of us are watching us. Yes. And those who are watching us are probably wondering again, why is there a lady sitting next to the two funny girls and That's not our saying lawyer. anything. That's our lawyer. <laughs> our lawyer, after listening carefully to our first shows of the f- season four, decided to sit here. And she actually has like that kind of, she put on our ankles that kind of wires and she has a device. And when we are saying something stupid, she's just pushing, right? You are pushing the button. And then we know that uh, we have to stop. Because we are we sparked with electricity. It's yes. almost legal in Denmark. Almost. <laughs> almost. That's why we have a lawyer, <laughs> right? Okay, it's not a lawyer. It's our wonderful guest. Yes, Marta, you can Yes, continue. so Greta, uh, just, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't dare to say your uh, last name. Uh, I wouldn't like to. Either Eluri. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good? Mm. Okay. okay. But w- let's close. hear it. Yeah. Eluri. It, it has a little bit of a different. Eluri. 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 Very nice. Okay. Very nice. Okay. So we have invited Greta because Greta does something really great here locally in Aarhus. She's an inspiration to many people and has helped already many people. And despite uh, of what Anna said, it's not legally that she has helped those people. (laughs) It's actually with job search. Mm -hmm. And Greta, you're really passionate about it. And we will get into that so just if you are guys into job search make sure that you stay tuned but before we go there we would like to start with our first segment so Dennis hit it say what it's bullshit it's bullshit of the week bullshit And that was bullshit. <laughs> that was bullshit. <laughs> yes. And Dennis was so proud of him. If you could see his face, but artist of the week. 
So it's actually Artist of the Week. And I would like to say that Artist of the Week is not bullshit. It's an actual artist that is, uh, it's really cool. I like the song. So guys, today we don't have that artist in the studio. It's Milli Vanilli. That's why they couldn't come to the studio. (laughs) (laughs) No, Marta, it's not Milli Vanilli, but I'm working on it. And by the way, if you would like to know, the one of the singers, the singers, uh, Greta, do you know what Milli Vanilli is? No. That's a Damn b- it. That's why I brought it up because they were discovered to be the bullshit of the music industry. Ah, okay. They were using <coughs> backstage uh, session singers, it's called, yes? yes, who were singing for them. So they couldn't sing whatsoever. And they were quite popular by their looks and mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. they dance. And uh, that's why I thought they would be a good example of a bullshit oh, wow. artist of the week. Yes, we need. We, you need to Google Milli Vanilli. It was a scandal of 90s. Uh, they actually won a Grammy Award for the new artist and then they had to return it after it was discovered. The wow. g- guys with a long... Dra- Greta, how old are you, darling? 30. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> that's why. Born 89. Yes, so exactly. That was when they uh, actually released their first single, where, where when Greta was born, I was already mm. on this world. I will not <laughs> disclose my age. But what I wanted to say, that was the bullshit of the week. So actually the jingle was right. But now we will talk about the artist. And the artist's name is, and I will try to pronounce it, because the name always gives me trouble, Anas. Marta, you see how it's written. Yeah. Please come. Yes. I think. Anas Dahl. And Anas Dahl uh, has sent us a song of his own, uh, not a production. He wrote it. His, he, it's his own song. And a little introduction, which I will read because obviously Anas cannot read it because he's not here. Uh, Anas Dahl once bought a nice guitar and started to write songs. So far, so good. Here's a first song of that project called Where Were You? Tomorrow is a Ticket, uh, which is recorded at Burning Velvet Studio in Svenborg. The track is backed by Nikolai Schmidt of Burning Velvet and Moogie Johnson. It's mixed by David Vigianueva. My God, I hope I pronounced that surname correctly because that's actually uh, the, the, the guy I live with. Uh, at Supermoon Records and mastered by Anthony Ryan at Red Red Mastering. Anthony Ryan, by the way, was our guest back in season two. Yes, yes. We've, uh, we, he actually first was the provider of one of the challenges in season one. Then he visited us in season two. And now he's appearing again as a guy who did the mastering. Exactly. This track recalls artists such as Neil Young, Nick Drake and Skip Spence. So guys, in a moment, we will hear the song and you can see hell of a lot of people being uh, mentioned. I think it's a shout out. Something I'm learning to use after our previous programs, yes. So Anas uh, was living actually for uh, many, many years in UK and recently he came back to Denmark because he's a Dane and he started to make music. So now we will listen to Where Were You? And for you guys on TV, the song doesn't have a video, so you will actually see photographs by Anas because he's also a photographer. So there will be a slideshow of his own photographs accompanying this beautiful song. Where 
They all pull night and do nothing but dance In a big house full of sinners and saints She took me by the hand to her You've got five options show yes. after this song uh, very relaxing yes uh, we hope that you are 
awakened and ready to uh, hear our guest. Well, the song is more like a lullaby, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's like a bitter lullaby because like, where were you? And I have a feeling it's a bit of an accusation tone, but it's it's a it's a very beautiful song, I have to say. I heard it first time home when they brought it from the studio and I was like, whoa, this is a really nice uh, ballad. So uh, thank you, Anas for sending us this song and I hope that all this uh, introduction with Mili Vanilli in the background did not offend you. I guess you will be remembered. So uh, with this remark, I will finish the Artist of the Week. Yes, and without further ado, let's go for the second segment. challenging challenge of the week. Welcome back and Greta Eluri. Yes. More or less, yes. (laughs) No, it was very good. Thanks. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We have you here. And we will be talking about challenges related to uh, searching for a job, especially here in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we hope that our listeners around the world uh, can also use uh, some of the wisdom that you are going to share with us here today. And uh, before we share the actual challenges or before we discuss the actual challenges, let's talk a little bit about why would we actually talk to you about uh, you know, job searching challenges. Why are you interested in that topic? I think um, it started a long time ago. Uh, I guess I've always had it in the back of my head. I knew I wanted to work with people. Um, I did study marketing. Um, Many of us did. Yeah. So like a black uh, hole. I know. Sucking everyone. Even we studied marketing. Yeah. Um, I studied that and I worked with marketing and e-commerce and then I remember myself one day writing another (coughs) marketing application when something hit me and I was thinking, so how long I'm going to stay there? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, whoa, this is the wrong thought. You shouldn't think when are you going to quit the new job you don't even have yet. Yeah. Um, And then I decided 2019 is the year where I'm going to go after my dream job. Um, the last two years, I've been creating a lot of content in LinkedIn and building up my, my network um, because I've been a job seeker for a couple of times and I think Danish job market is quite unique in many ways. Um, and there are many unwritten rules and exceptions that people don't know about. And I saw that once I started sharing my content and things that helped me, uh, many other people could relate to mm-hmm. and get help from. Uh, so that gave me an extra quick kick to do what I actually want to do. Um, so now the last six, seven months, I've been actively uh, creating more content in LinkedIn, building up my network, uh, creating events, uh, which have been really successful and people are coming back. So mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Uh, and I just love it. It gives me a lot of energy and um, the feeling that I can actually make a difference and help someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's amazing. 
Okay, so <clears throat> just to make it very clear, what is that dream job of yours? Dream job of mine would be to be a job consultant to help people further in that difficult process because mm-hmm. it is a big process. Um, it takes time and it takes patience, blood, sweat and tears, but that's how it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's often where people, I think, get it wrong. Um, they think things can happen overnight or in two months, but it it doesn't work like that. So there's many different challenges and yeah. Have you ever considered being <coughs> a lawyer? <laughs> nope. You know, because more you sit here, I could actually also see you as a lawyer. You you have yeah. a, somehow a very interesting presence of that kind of uh, authority. So that could be your backup option. I'll remember that, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I'll go to that road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that would be a slightly <coughs> different road. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't slightly. like our uh, US uh, or Nigerian because those are our listeners, podcast listeners. I checked actually the number one is US listeners. Number two is Danish listeners. Number three is unknown. So I ex- assume those are people who have hidden their IP addresses mm-hmm. and we cannot track them. And the number four is Nigerian listeners so uh, for uh, those uh, tips uh, i'm sorry those are challenges they will be uh, danish labor market specific but i guess there will be also some in universal wisdom definitely so us nigeria (coughs) don't switch your podcast because we have something great for you okay and you may actually learn something totally new that you could use yourself and bring some new ways of getting a job to your uh, local markets. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have been meeting individually and in groups with many people who are searching for jobs. So for today, you have prepared a couple of different or the most common challenges that people meet when they are looking for a job. So please do (coughs) share them with us. I think um, when I look at it from the international point of view, um, often people don't have network. Mm. Uh, one way to get network is, for example, to arrange coffee meeting. And what mm-hmm. is a coffee meeting? It's a very Danish thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an informal meeting when you... <laughs> Greta, we are really <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we just have to explain to what's going on. So behind the wall to the right, <laughs> they there is another record <laughs> recording studio. And it does sound like there is a baby hidden in a wardrobe. It really <laughs> sounds like someone t- trapped children in a closet and Between they are trying to... to exactly. Walls. Exactly. So, uh, so hi, Julian. <laughs> and uh, there, there are actually two, two reasons why I am a little bit upset because... Um, it's distracting, although it's lovely, and that she actually is live stream live, <laughs> and we are not. <laughs> Probably now you can hear her uh, on on the live stream because uh, her live stream works. Uh, we have a problem with our live stream, but uh, Greta, if you can try to zone yourself <laughs> out of the Vietnamese uh, show. <laughs> But it's it's good we we actually address that kind of things directly here mm. because it's we we can see of that course. you are like yeah. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> no, I so. can feel, but I was like yes. I thought I have to keep it in. <laughs> no, 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 we, we don't keep anything in here. Trust me. So uh, okay, yeah. Yes. And if we can hear it, probably microphones can hear okay, it. Yeah. And, uh, so. Yes, yeah. it's one hundred. 
That's the child again. Denise, we have to let them out. (laughs) Okay, so Greta, you've mentioned that a very common thing in Denmark is to have coffee meetings. So what is that mysterious coffee meeting? Coffee meeting is uh, an informal meeting where two people or more meet, uh, where you get to know a person. Mm -hmm. Um, You often exchange ideas. share stories from your professional and both professional uh, personal life and just try to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. The point with this is, one, you get new network, you mm-hmm. get to know someone. Um, and, you know, once you met someone, people are more willing to open their network to you. They can, don't expect to get a job from that, mm-hmm. but you can expect that someone can help you further in the process. And Denmark is very small, so... If you need to reach person C, and if you're meeting with person A, they probably know person B who can get you to person C, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, they are all one big family. Exactly. Yeah. No offense, man, Danis. <laughs> but it can be applicable uh, in all the possible countries. Whenever exactly. you need to create a new network, mm-hmm. even in your own country where you were born and raised, sometimes you want to change your <coughs> um, uh, industry that yeah. you are mm-hmm. working for or, or completely get new context. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it's it's a very interesting way. So you just call someone and ask them if they would have some time to meet you for a coffee meeting or what would be a good strategy to get this kind of meeting to happen? Uh, what I do is and, and what I what is a lot used in Denmark is uh, through LinkedIn. Um, I reach out to people, I find the ones who I find interesting for different reasons. Uh, you can approach it in a way that you choose very strategic people who you meet, mm-hmm. when and how, to get to your end goal. Yeah. Or I also, how to say, I'm a bit maybe more flexible and I, I just want to meet different people. It's not always about the purpose of networking. It's I like to meet different people and hear their histories, their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find the people you're interested in LinkedIn, uh, write them a nice message, um, tell about your background, who you are, what are you looking for, so they know what to expect. Um, if you just bluntly say, hi Lars, uh, would you meet for coffee? That's stockish. Yes, and they bit. probably would say no or don't reply. Or block you. Mm. Or that. Um, or so report you. <laughs> <laughs> so just yes. be, be direct and, and people are very nice. Um, mm-hmm. If you explain them why you want to meet, people have been very helpful and especially also Danes, uh, once you approach them, they're very nice and, and easy to get in contact with. Mm-hmm. It might seem hard and they have many layers, yeah. but once you approach them and explain why you want to meet with them and then you meet, I've, I've had really good time, uh, both with Danes and internationals. I think the coffee is the key here because Danes really drink a lot of coffee. Actually, in my old workplace, I remember that my co-workers said that, you know, they can do whatever they want, but if they take free coffee, we are going to unions. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if anyone is wondering how to lure a Dane for a meeting, I think it's coffee and cake. Then good coffee. Good coffee, exactly. Then is would you confirm? Coffee. coffee or alcohol? Mm. Alcohol, but I don't mm. think it's yeah, that type of a meeting. No, 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 a vodka no. meeting, not necessarily, no. or a schnapps meeting, not no. necessarily, no. And just to uh, encourage everyone, because I remembered about it. You mentioned that if you want to get to person uh, C and the person B, that normally th- those connections are tight. Do you know about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? 
it's actually a game, a role. Kevin Bacon is a very famous actor. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the game says that everyone in the world is so connected that there is probably only six degrees of connection that mm-hmm. leads you to knowing Kevin Bacon. So basically, you know, you, five people and Kevin Bacon. Probably. And apparently it was proven by uh, by some people. And it's a very fun game. So, guys, we are more connected than you think. How many billions are we? Right now, six, seven, seven. To seven yeah. Yes, I think. and we are all connected to Kevin Bacon for s- for s- some so. some mysterious reason. So I guess it's a it's a very good point because sometimes people probably think, "Oh my God, this guy! How can I ever get to the?" Not in a weird sense, but you know, how can I ever have a meeting with this person? And it could <coughs> be that it's just yeah. We are a little bit uh, like over time, so oh. let's uh, have a look at one more challenge. Uh, for uh, one that you think would be the most relevant to share, um, Greta? I'm thinking um, <clears throat> often the question is also regarding experience. No matter are you newly graduated or not, or if mm-hmm. you want to change field, okay, I don't have experience, what should I do? I think a good way in in Denmark is to, of course, one thing is network, to get your foot in, but the other thing is also do volunteering and uh, vol- and um, internships. Mm-hmm. That's again a way in, and it's actually highly appreciated. Um, especially if you are international, maybe don't speak the language and don't have the network, for you to show that you're committed and interested and want to integrate, the way to do it is to get a uh, volunteer project mm-hmm. or try to get your foot in as an intern. Um, you never know what can happen. Um, sometimes sure. after three months you can get lucky and get a job. Uh, it doesn't have to be long. You can do maybe one month. Uh, mm-hmm. Just start somewhere. I think it's important to show in your CV also that you have the local experience. Um, so you're already ahead of, of others. And while you're do, doing that, mm-hmm. again, you probably get new skills and you meet new people. Um, who can help you further exactly the network enlarges yeah and exactly (coughs) how i got my job it was uh, by Mm -hmm. i uh, got an internship (coughs) i was writing my master thesis so i was working for free in a company while writing my master thesis and it was the deepest of the financial crisis after 2008 Mm -hmm. so there were basically no jobs on the market Mm -hmm. it was basically impossible to get i was not even getting any interviews like zero it was completely, completely off. And uh, I just, uh, you know, like basically wa- was there in the company. And then when someone left, because they could not increase the headcount uh, no. uh, uh, whatsoever. <coughs> but when someone left and the place was created there, then I managed to get a job. Otherwise, I honestly don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly. how I would have gotten a job. So definitely a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because you get yeah. to know the people, you get the mm. experience. and uh, And then they want to choose you because they already know you. They know what you're (coughs) capable of. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's also how I got my first job. It was uh, through a friend at uh, Ledensk. And um, yeah, the rest is history. I got I started as maternity cover Mm -hmm. and then I was offered a new position afterwards full time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so talk guys, to people and network. You yeah, never know what can happen. Don't be afraid of the maternity covers because many yes. people are like, eh, it's only for a couple of months. It's only one year, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yeah. can get you far, mm-hmm. very far. Yeah. 
Okay, so we did not manage to get all the challenges out there, but we mm-hmm. will have more time to discuss more things about mm-hmm. that. So let's go for the next uh, part. And this time it is the bullshit part. So let's hope for the bullshit. Say what? It's bullshit. It's bullshit of the week. Bullshit. So it's bullshit of the week with the correct jingle. Thank you, Dennis. And I don't know what happened, but I think Julian made a break in her uh, Vietnamese singing or whatever that was. So we actually have it clear. But now it would be actually a great soundtrack for the bullshit. (laughs) Now she could (laughs) turn that kid on. To sing. Yeah. But to give us a little bit more of a challenge, that was also fine. Yes, yeah. that was also <laughs> fine. This is true. This is true. Well, guys, I have prepared something. Um, I think some people could think a little bit controversial because I will touch upon LinkedIn. And I know that, uh, Greta, you mentioned in your introduction that you are an avid user of LinkedIn. And probably you have a lot of good things to say about LinkedIn. Okay, I like it. That is a promising start. For those of you who don't know what LinkedIn is, this is a social um, platform for professionals, which uh, actually looks like Facebook like right now for me, you know, with uh, all these videos and pictures of children. So sometimes it's really difficult to figure out uh, what's the difference between the Facebook and the LinkedIn. But LinkedIn was born as a professional network where you were uploading your experience and all these kind of things. You were connecting with your colleagues. And I think around three years ago, there was uh, somehow a huge boost of uh, LinkedIn. And people started to use it to uh, do a lot of B2B marketing Mm -hmm. and also promote themselves Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, promote their businesses. So then it suddenly blowed up. And today I would like to uh, talk about a dark side of LinkedIn because I think there is a dark side of LinkedIn, which I have uh, accidentally stumbled upon, or I could also say fell fell into the black hole digged by myself and Oleg Wisniewski. Oleg Wisniewski is actually uh, first, I think he was the first person who was not like a very known person, uh, aka Richard Branson, who got 1 million followers on LinkedIn. So this is the older gentleman who is, uh, according to his LinkedIn bio, uh, chief technical officer of Daily Mail. And he started to post some years ago inspirational stories about recruiting. So, for instance, you know, there was this guy and no one believed in him and he had no experience and I gave him a chance and Mm -hmm. so on. And uh, then uh, he uh, always ends it with that kind of a golden line at the end. And do you agree? So people were writing if they agree. And he started to grow and grow and grow. But when he started to grow and grow, he became almost like a um, he's he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. You don't follow him, but you see him on your LinkedIn feed because someone is following from your network. So you will have this quote and those stories popping out. And it made me wonder uh, why an older gentleman, because he's 
from the picture, I would estimate 60, 17, would sit on LinkedIn all day long because sometimes he's posting just like a couple of posts a day. Like, uh, why would he be so, you know, passionate about doing that? And then I uh, started to see comments from people who are saying, okay, this is not real. This account mm -hmm. is not real. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. there is a person called Oleg Wisniepolski, but someone is managing his account or it's a bot that is created, you know, by some software company and so on, so on. So for fun, I wrote an article about it. And it was called Five Conspiracy About Oleg and Five Reasons Why They Might Be True. I did it basically because I like to write and I have a little bit of this gene of, you know, like uh, investigative journalism. It was written for fun. It was in a light uh, hearted, uh, you know, mood. I actually didn't accuse of anything. It was more like, I think it was humorous. I, I know that Marta I think it was a hilarious, humorous commentary. Mm -hmm. Very lighthearted. There was absolutely nothing yeah. that could be taken as an offense. Yes. In my point of view. I also believe so. I actually even wrote, you know, like if Mr. Wisniewski ever reads this, I hope he will laugh. You know, if someone makes so many theories about it, it means you are famous like Elvis. So I published it in October 2018 and there was a lot of uh, reaction from people and I started to get those messages that, uh, uh, you know, actually he's a bot. I have someone uh, who I know from LinkedIn who works there and they confirmed it to me. Some other people were writing that he is managed, uh, the account is managed by some company and so on. I got a lot of private messages mm -hmm. because people were afraid <laughs> to write it on the platform because then... And then I found out when, because four months later, out of nowhere, you know, the, the bus was killed, you know, article was published. Suddenly one of Oleg's followers uh, digged out my article. And what has happened in my comment section was uh, simply unexplainable. I was called an uh, online bully. I was called a psychopath. I was called a narcissist. I was called, uh, I was actually called out like, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself and uh, all kind of things. And I was just simply uh, shocked because it's like, why would people do that? It like mm. it, 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 this is really like a lighthearted article. And some of those uh, comments were coming from influencers, like a really uh, big followership influencers, like a couple of, um, I think one person had 60 or 70,000 of followers. So it was like a really like a person on LinkedIn. I was like, who the hell in the age of 40, let's say two, would actually even play in writing stupid comments like this? Uh, so then I started to dig a little bit and I saw this wave of comments and I started to click on the accounts. And I have discovered that most of the accounts were fake accounts. There were accounts of people that don't exist. And it's actually quite easy to, to check it. And this is when I realized that my conspiracy theories might have been true that Oleg Wisniewski is actually not a real person, that it is an account managed by someone. And there are other LinkedIn influencers who are connected to that company or to that <coughs> entity because they protect the account. Then I started to notice more things that influencers are praising each other, commenting for each other. And whenever someone questions their business or their existence, 
there is a huge massive attack of fake accounts with comments like you know uh, this is bullshit you are a bully you are a psychopath I was just blown away and actually the article was again digged out uh, when I was nine months pregnant and there was again like a whole kind of a shitstorm happening just not on my account so I have to say that this is what broke my fate in LinkedIn because then I actually started to notice that there is like I would say 60 accounts of the big influencers and I don't really think they are influencers I think those are people who are working in some sort of agency social media agency and they are basically uh, just you know building this fake image of being an influencer and then they are selling courses online advises mm. on how to become influencer on LinkedIn or how to start your own business. They are becoming mentors. And I think they are trapping a lot of people into believing that they are uh, very successful and they are scamming a lot of people for money. All of this is allegedly, my lawyer sits here, so <laughs> this is all alleged. It's all a product of my own brain. I don't accuse anyone. This is my personal opinion and it's alleged. So I'm not saying this is how it is. But ladies, I would like to ask for your opinion. First of all, do you follow Oleg on LinkedIn? I think I used to, but I stopped at one point. It mm -hmm. became too much and I also saw all the comments and I started doubting and I stopped following him a long time ago, I think. Okay, Marta, how about I you? never started mm -hmm. and I never will. And you and you never will. <laughs> no, I take I, that all I have seen it in my feed mm -hmm. because as you mm -hmm. mentioned, if people who are in your network mm -hmm. follow him then it starts uh, coming to your so. wall yeah. but to me it was also kind of like uh, i didn't get much from it like it was like all over and over and over and over mm. the same thing kind exactly. of exactly so i was yeah. like mm -hmm. i didn't see much value and then of course after what happened to you uh, i did i mm. did see even less value <laughs> yeah. in following that and um, it's really interesting have you been reporting those accounts that you now this is the funny thing because i wanted to report one account and that account has blocked me, which means I am unable to find that account on LinkedIn. So when a person, when the user blocks you on LinkedIn, that user can actually comment on you, can tag you, but you cannot see him. I don't even have that lady in my search feed, but I checked on my boyfriend's account. He can find her and he sees her profile. So uh, two big influencers have blocked me and uh, I think that this is what they basically do because then mm -hmm. I could report them. However, I also think that LinkedIn is a bit soft on this because I was reading a lot of press and there is a lot of fake accounts on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot, a lot. And uh, they are not really cleaning that properly. And here it's not Facebook because on Facebook, okay, fake accounts, you know, celebrities get likes from somewhere. Here we are talking about people who many times are desperate looking for a job, looking for uh, a chance uh, to learn something. And they are being scammed by people who basically are just posing as some great self-development, self-branding masters who will teach you everything. And then you are falling into that scam because I've heard they charge you money and you pay. And then actually they are boosting your account by sending all that fakes 
to you. So you get suddenly mm. a lot of followers, but you cannot say anything because you just paid them the money. Maybe you didn't know how it will end. And then you keep, you need to keep your mouth mm. shut. So basically, I think there is a lot of people who got trapped in this scheme. Allegedly, I would like to say allegedly, because I'm not accusing anyone, but I have a feeling that many people just have to now play along because they paid for a course or something, got their account boosted and they don't know how to get out of it because then you would have to come clean mm. and then you will be also <clears throat> against this entire machine and they control a lot of accounts on LinkedIn. And Greta, you are all the time nodding your head. So I assume you know something about it. I know that the time for the bullshit of the week is almost up, but I would like to hear your opinion. I think I, I do believe that there's some truth to it. To, every, mm -hmm. to most of it, what you said. Um, I saw a TV show in a Danish radio or a TV program. It, it was from UK, where they had a, a course for how to become an influencer, but it was also fake. Mm -hmm. So I see, I hear a lot of similarities, of course. Yeah. And I got a lot of question marks in my head with the whole Oleg thing. And after I read your article and I thought, okay, something is really fishy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I actually just as a, as a little side <coughs> note, I have Googled influencer, not Googled, sorry. I have put in a LinkedIn search word influencer and I ask, show me people. There is 300,000 influencers on LinkedIn. What the hell are you influencing people? It's like, how can you just call yourself an influencer? Like the, mm. everyone is influencer now. Everyone is uh, a mentor now. Everyone is just, and you can see like even the, mm, the experience of these people. Like there is one guy who claims he's a mentor and he basically was working as a waiter all his life. And then suddenly his account got boosted and now he is a mentor. Uh, about starting a business. There is another guy who is also a mentor. And when I googled his headquarters of his company, it shows me on Google Maps a field in Alabama field. There is not even a shed because, you know, maybe he has a company in a shed. It could be. Yeah. There is a plain field. So I was like, why did you even put this address? It's like people can check that. Mm. So I would say that it's very easy. It's it, it's embarrassing how easy it is to actually discover those fake uh, influencers. And it's a bit scary, but I have a feeling people are getting um, already, you mm. know, the, the right, the right uh, feeling about this because I also read um, a question, I think on Reddit, would you hire someone who follows Oleg Wisniewski? And um, mm -hmm. and the answers were uh, horrible. And the answers were from managers and from job recruiters. And like, I would never hire a person who is so naive or so stupid, or I would assume mm -hmm. that the person is a part of a scam. So it's already actually start to be a cautionary tale. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you ever reach out to LinkedIn about it? Uh, no, I I never did. I wanted to report this uh, person that personally attacked me, called okay. me a bully and told <coughs> me that she wished it happened to my children, stuff like this. But she blocked me. So I was like, OK, I will just leave it. And um, now I'm just, you know, from time to time looking what's happening there in my comment section. My article is already the third uh, Google uh, search if you uh, Google Oleg Wisniewski, that's already the third Google search. My article, yeah. 
Thank you all the Oleg followers for making it happen because it's your it's your really it's your doing. You made that article popular, you know. No one would really dig it out if not your shitstorm in my comment section. So, yeah. So there is a light to every darkness. Yes. At least your uh, article got popular and it's a really really good one, really worthwhile reading, so maybe we can also give a link to that article we when could. we do it. But now The time has come to wrap up the bullshit and transition to the wisdom. A super wise wisdom of the week. Okay, so we are very lucky today because our guest has agreed to prepare something wise for us today. And I have been observing you on LinkedIn, uh, Greta. I actually really enjoy seeing your tips, even though I am not a job seeker myself at all right now. I really do believe that your tips are wise. They are very concrete very practical and i actually really think that you are bringing value to people who are looking for job in a very you know practical manner that can be applied so thank you for that and i have thank seen that many much. people thank you for that as well and um yeah so great i know you have prepared something wise to share here with us and today, on the top so. of that greta is not a fake influencer <laughs> because she sits not here an and and <laughs> You know, everyone who says that it's not an influencer potentially is an influencer. Because, you know, when you say you're an influencer, I know what you're doing there, Oleg, <laughs> Oleg follower. <laughs> so uh, Greta is, a, you know, it's, she's a real person. And I also saw a lot of your uh, feeds. I especially enjoyed the job walk. A picture which I think they will show it probably now on a, on a TV version so probably you will tell yeah. us something about yeah. it. well let's listen to the wisdom you have prepared and let's hope we have some time to actually talk about the job walk as well I think the wisdom uh, there's many things of course when it goes to uh, what goes to job searching um, what I've recently figured out for myself and also when I've been reading different interesting books is I think it starts with you. It starts with the person. No matter have you been a job seeker one month or you're just starting next month, you know something is going to end or you've done it for nine months or over one year. It's your mindset. I think we're all responsible for our, our own lives. There's only so long you can... Um, blame? Blame someone else. Uh, mm -hmm. Job center, a case, uh, I don't speak Danish. Da 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 da. I know it's tough, um, but you need to get out that hole at one point because it's not going to help you. Mm -hmm. um, I blame Oleg for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, it's it would be healthy to have a positive mindset. It can be tough sometimes to keep it all up if you get pushed down or get no's and don't get to interviews. But you know, no one likes negative people or to be surrounded by negativity. Um, so the more positive you are and you have a plan um, and you stick to your plan, no matter what it is, because you know what's best for you. No one else can tell you what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Um, I know there's a lot of pressure from 
probably friends and family, society. Uh, they tell you, you know, ah, how come you don't have a job? I mean, what do you mean you don't have a job? You still don't have a job. What is happening? Yeah, It's a process. It takes time. Um, you can have 20 years of experience, but if no one, no company needs your profile right now, then they don't need you right now. That mm-hmm. has nothing to do with you. Um, yes, it can kick down your self-esteem and motivation and everything. But I think at the end of the day, it's up to you how you manage your time and what you do with it and how you do it while you're in that process. Because you know what your end goal is and you you know yourself the best. Um, so I encourage people not to listen to what everyone else tells you what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's not fun being on Daupenge, but at the end of the day, it's you who has to go to work. So if your parents think you should take... Uh, the next job that comes, okay, fine. But if you're not happy about it, it's you who has to go to work every day, not your parents. So in the long run, it's not going to work. You're probably going to quit after three months anyway. Mm-hmm. So listen to yourself, what you want and what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and try, what What helps me is to have a weekly plan. Uh, I know exactly what I'm doing from Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to trying to hold have a weekend off sometimes it's hard if something comes up i'll just write it down so i do it on monday you need to also have time off um back in 2014 when i was finished with studies and first time unemployed i used to sit with the computer 12 hours a day because i thought i'm if i'm not online i'm gonna miss a position yeah and that's really stupid to think like that because I mean, nothing's going to happen overnight and mm-hmm. you need to also be mentally ready uh, and fresh. So take a weekend off, mm-hmm. do go out to nature, uh, train, relax, whatever relaxes your mind, body and soul. So you're ready again on Monday and have this weekly plan, stick to it. Mm-hmm. That's at least what helps me. And I think structure helps in general if you're a job seeker. And it helps with your mindset. You know what you're doing and you know what your end goal is, where you Mm -hmm. should get to. So don't push yourself too much and kick yourself down because it's a process. It takes time no matter what. I really like the wisdom that you share. And actually, I see a very good connection with that part of keeping up your positive mindset because it can be very depressive, especially if Mm -hmm. it has lasted for a while and you don't get interviews or you're getting into interviews very far in the process and it doesn't happen. It can be draining. I actually think that you have found an amazing initiative to help people get out, get together and help them into keeping up that positive mindset. So tell us about your job walks. Yeah. Yes, so I'm uh, in August, every Tuesday, I'm organizing job walks for whoever is interested. Um, there has been a lot of job seekers. Uh, I think most of them have been actually job seekers. Um, there's both Danes and internationals. Uh, last Tuesday, we were 12 people. The biggest yeah. group. We have a picture from that. And no, this is not Moses trying <laughs> to uh, bring people through the sea. This is actually a job walk. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I already have 13 people also for the list for tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, sorry. On Tuesday. Tomorrow Tuesday. Is not Tuesday. Yeah. No. Saturday. Um, Remember to relax. Exactly. So uh, 
It's really great, and I love the the difference of people who come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people in ages from 20 to 55. Uh, last time we had six different nationalities, mm-hmm. completely different backgrounds of people. Um, so it's also it's great to me to to meet these different people and get to know them a bit, but also to see that you know they network with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean to get fresh air and move because we can sit inside the rest of the year. So why not? Um, and this what I wanted to actually add before I forgot uh, regarding coffee meetings. Um, I do my coffee meetings also walking at the beach. It doesn't need to be sitting Sit at a cafe across from each other. Now let's drink coffee and talk. No, Mm -hmm. it can be whatever you want, where you're comfortable with. Yeah, because in the worst case, you can always run away when you're on the beach. (laughs) Exactly. And if it rains, well, find a uh, cafe close by. Mm -hmm. You can always do that. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people I reached out here in August or September uh, when I asked, when I see that they live in Aarhus, I ask, could we meet in Risco, for example, in the beach? Mm-hmm. Everyone has said yes. Okay. So who doesn't like fresh air and a bit moving? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a win-win. And it's really great to see that people get a lot of inspiration and new ideas. Um, things they didn't think about before. Uh, and then they network and meet up together. They've created new coffee meetings with each other, I've already heard. Oh, so that's, that's great. That's nice. And that's a perfect way to uh, transform your energy. If you have been a little bit on the negative side, mm-hmm. actually going out there for a walk, uh, producing endorphins and uh, also, you know, opening up new mm-hmm. inspiration. So totally the best possible way of yeah. doing that. Thank you so much for bringing that to Aarhus. I just had one question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to mm-hmm. ask, sorry, Marta. Did you ever have a recruiter coming on the job walk? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, all the recruiters in Orhus area, Risco area, I think you have to check something out. You have to check Greta out in a decent way, professional way. And you have to check all those guys that are there because those are people who are actually willing to go out and seek actively help, inspiration and advice. So I can bet there are great candidates out mm-hmm. there. So job recruiters, don't stay in your chairs. Don't don't get roots in your ass. Go to the Risco Beach. We actually have all the info. Uh, how can you find Greta, her email address and her LinkedIn Uh, She doesn't follow Oleg, so it's okay to connect with her. And all this information will be uh, on the TV version and also in the notes of our podcast. So recruiters, go to the beach because you might find some really great candidates. And I hope that our listeners in other countries will get inspired and start this kind of great initiatives locally. Mm -hmm. And now we are ready for the final segment today. Hit it, Dennis. O-M-G. From the left field. Oy, oy, oy. That's you, Marta, right? I, I, we, we couldn't resolve that. I think it it's you. either of us. I think I asked Dave and he said it's you. And sorry for disturbing you, uh, cutting you in the in, in word, but I never talked with Greta before. So I really wanted to ask if the recruiters are coming because I think this is a fantastic opportunity. I know that recruiters are also struggling with finding the right candidates. So actually, 
guys, let's just flip it. You come for a job walk and, and join and see who's out there. You can go incognito as a Lars who is looking for a job. You know, you don't have to say, although I'm not sure if it's legal. Um, you uh, are our legal nice person. People are who they are, actually. <laughs> yes, actually, that would be better because otherwise it could be embarrassing. Okay, so from the left field today, guys, it's really from the left field because I would like to recommend you something. And this has nothing to do with job market. Actually, it has a little bit now when I think about it. So there is a series that I discovered and it's fantastic but I will say before I will recommend it it's not for everyone because it's uh, visually um, graphic and it has some nudity and it has a very dark undertone but this is probably one of the best things I have seen on TV in the last five years the show is called The Boys have you heard about it? Nope Nope Dennis, I was so much hoping that you heard about it. So, guys, a very short premise. Uh, this is a world in the show where superheroes are actually real. There are normally among us and there is a 200 plus superheroes. And then there is a group called The Seven. They are like Justice League or, or The Avengers. And you actually... Uh, have them casted by an uh, organization who takes care of them from this 200 of superheroes and they are dominating everything. Uh, social media, entertainment and everything. So they are like really superheroes. They have superpowers, but they are also beloved and idols. In reality, they are shitheads. They are horrible human beings with uh, just too much power. And this uh, show is such a fantastic critique of social media, corporations, of how you are producing actually a superstars. Um, and it's uh, very refreshing and very, very nice, but it is graphic. So if anyone is interested to see this diamond, I'm really saying it's a diamond, you can see it on Amazon Prime. If you don't have it, you can get it for seven days for free. I did that maybe and uh, it's only eight episodes so you can binge watch it and you will know if you like the show after first 10 minutes trust me because in the first 10 minutes there is a scene that is a uh, graphic in its content and you will know okay this is not for me or okay i want some more uh, very refreshing and guys uh, homelander which plays uh, i would say some sort of a, a spin on superman is the most terrifying thing I have seen on TV. So basically the guy is like the Superman. He's indestructible superhero. He's the leader of the seven. And that guy gives me creeps. I love to watch him. I don't know what he does to me, but he's freaky. He's scary. Uh, the entire show is wonderfully casted, asks a lot of important questions. It's entertaining. It's dark, but it's great. So I recommend you to see The Boys. On Amazon Prime. So is that a show about superheroes who are neither super nor heroes? They are actually <laughs> having <laughs> superpowers, but they are neither super nor heroes. Okay. okay. They are shitheads. Shitheads like really, well, except of one, but you have to see it to, to actually really know. Dennis, are you interested? Sure. <laughs> will you watch the first 10 minutes? Yeah. I will ask you. No, you, you sold me. You sold me. Yes. Shithead superheroes. That's 
That's the, the, the pitch I needed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes, so it's, it's really fantastic. How much time do we have? None. 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 So thank you, Greta, for joining us here today. Thanks thank a lot you. for having me. Yes, bye-bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. Thank you.